This is the one with the ultimate code red. The Shadow Proclamation. Torchwood. Captain Jack. Sarah Jane Smith. Mr. Smith. Harriet Jones. Former Prime Minister. Martha Jones. Donna Noble. Rose Tyler. Wilfred Mott. And fucking Davros. What? No canine? It's got the stolen earth. Here, Here we, we go. go. We're still on our rentless voyage. All through time and all through space. With Sabine and Angels now. Dalek, Cybers, Uden, wow. Tenant Smith and Eccleston. And Capaldi, he's the man. Doctor Who is cool again. That was Russell's master plan. Back when reviewing all new who there is. Who back when subscribe and rate on iTunes, please. Rose and Donna, Amy Pond, Rory, Martha, and beyond. Join us on this odyssey. What other choice could there be but who back when? Who back when? Hello, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land, and welcome to another episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast or Doc Past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. ah, he was ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I am Marie. Hello, Marie, and. Uh, that's it. I'm just on my own today. I'll be taking this. No, 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 no. I'm Drew back when I'm here as well. <laughs> Drew's with me. We're all here today. The whole cast. Hi, I'm Ponkin. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ponkin is here. Drew is here. Everyone's here. Yeah, all the spin-offs. All the also-rounds. <laughs> Everyone we could think of. What are we uh, talking about today? We're talking about <laughs> the Stolen Earth. Episode N054. Indeed, Rooney. And cheesecakes. <laughs> Part one of a double feature, mm-hmm. comprising this and another episode, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> Journey's End. Journey's End. Journey's End, that's yep. the one. Uh, and thus, the penultimate proper Tenant mm. episode ever. But isn't this the last Tenant episode? Oh, well, well, that would be well, skipping right to the end. We don't, we don't oh. know yet, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, can I ask, have you guys re-watched Journey's End? No. Nope. Nor I. I literally finished this episode about an hour ago. Oh, so nice. It's all fresh. Oh, well done. I rewatched this yesterday. And therefore, I have opinions. Oh! <gasps> I can't dun, wait. Dun, dun. <laughs> oh, oh, a little teaser for the the future, the near oh. future of this uh, podcast episode. We're but, just a bee scour away from hearing those opinions. I was just about to say, let's do that. Time for us to synopsize, lobify and summarize. So take a view and grab a brief and listen to this overview. This free for all. We like to call a bite chunk of who. A classic foe of the Doctor's has nabbed the Earth right from under his nose and transported it far across the universe, along with myriad other planets and the lost moon of Poosh. But fret not, with the aid of a stethoscope and no help at all from the Shadow Proclamation, the Doctor finds our blue planet and must now team up with not one, not two, but every last fucking one of his companions and spin-offs. While Earth loses its shit, Dalek Khan is having freaky apocalyptic premonitions about the most faithful companion's destiny of everlasting darkness. And oh look, Rose has turned up. Hilarity ensues. Peace go over you. You are welcome. Okay, okay. so that's it. You have opinions, Marie. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah, spout one. I just, well, all of my notes start with fucking Rose, basically. Oh, wow. Fucking Rose. She just angered me in this episode. How so? A lot. Well, where to begin? <laughs> this is coming from one of the uh, staunch defenders of Rose. Was I a staunch defender well, of Rose? Well, you're not at least in, uh, by comparison. Isn't it comparing her to... Uh, to, whom? to whom, Ronna? To, to whom, I Ronna? Actually, Did you just call me Ronald? <laughs> <laughs> I called you Ronna. That's new. <laughs> <laughs> My first note actually reads, Donna does a clever. Oh. Yeah. Donna yes, does. does a clever. Donna does a clever. And then it says... Uh, Pyrovilia. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I have written a quote. I'm human and every bit as important as a Time Lord. Followed by the Doctor gives her a proud dad look. 
Which I thought was a lovely moment. It, that was a nice moment. Yes. Yeah. The Shadow Proclamation Lair or whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. Space Nine knockoff with little drawbridges and chasms or whatever's going on there. Yeah. So is that all your notes? <laughs> Have you just splooged them Basically. within 30 seconds? <laughs> Splooged through, yeah. I have more detailed reasons about why fucking Rose. But okay, let's hear some. <laughs> the whole jealousy thing. She's all like, ugh, who's yeah. this Martha? Ugh, I was there first. Ugh. Oh, I, I hated the <sighs> I was there first yeah. one. Yeah. He's a fucking time lord. Many, many people came before you. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's like she's saying, I was first of the new Who companions. Yeah. And how the shit does she know that? Yes, exactly. True. Also, just to jump in, because this is the only moment I can say this, the Doctor himself sort of backs that up when he joins the interminable Skype chat, saying, oh, Rose is the only one missing. <gasps> no. I didn't think about that. I disagree. Because, oh, really? really? Yeah, because it's not saying the only one of his whole companions. It's saying the only one in that time period. So the only one that's currently alive and on Earth. I mean, I don't, I don't want to yeah. seem mean or anything, but he, I mean, yeah. Sarah Jane Smith, I feel like she's not quite of that time period. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to be an asshole, but I mean, she's a... She's she has a, a whole series. She, yes, that's true. But she's a classic Who companion. Yeah. Like She's a Tom Baker companion, right? We're talking six doctors back in time. Yeah. Which is why Rosa's I came first doesn't make any sense because Sarah Jane is right... They're yeah. looking at you. Oh, that's yeah. true. She came first. But also, the doc saying, you, you saying the Rose is the only one of that time period left. The doctor, a couple of times, because uh, Alistair Lethbridge Stewart, or what's yeah. his name? Uh, Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart. Gordon Lethbridge Stewart. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to be precise. Brigadier. <laughs> what, uh, what? Bagels. Yes, Brigadier. Bagels. Bagels. He. The doc will ask after him at least once, maybe twice. So oh. even, even in show, yeah, roses can he? only be one of two, mm. at least. True. Hmm. Yeah. Did you like Rose's BFG, her big fucking gun? No. Why is her gun <laughs> bigger than her? I love that. No. No. <laughs> no. I don't like the BFG. <laughs> I do not like the BFG because the whole doctor's premise is he does not believe in guns. He never has a gun. He is not weaponized. And then yeah. she's like, oh, look, I have the biggest gun on Earth. The biggest gun that I am physically able to carry. Which is clearly made out of styrofoam because she is able to <laughs> carry. But, yeah. but, I mean, okay, she is fighting Daleks. Mm. So I kind of get it. Well, does it have to be that big? No, I, I, I think... She's got this... It looked redonkulous. It did look redonkulous. Yeah. She's got the technology to travel from one universe to another. Does she not have the technology to make a weapon that fits in your pocket? Yeah, make it small. Yeah. But you, you she gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She should have a little like <laughs> it should be shooting out of her fingertips. Or exactly, and yeah. be as powerful as a tank. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just she just does a. Is it Marvin in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Gun the size of a planet, and nobody will talk to me. Through <laughs> <laughs> oh, the episode. <laughs> basically um okay so the other thing that pisses me off about that scene and all of it is why why <laughs> that scene and all of it why yeah, doesn't okay. she know who martha is she knows who donna is she goes to fucking donna's parents house or, yeah and it's like oh yeah you can help me find the doctor no go to book martha is actually legitimately working with unit and has methods of reaching the doctor yeah why doesn't she know about martha oh, that's a well uh, i don't know the no that's doc a, was secretive about his rebound or <laughs> i guess yeah that's exactly what it is uh, yeah 
I, yeah. That must be it. I feel like there's a, isn't there a huge, Mars is more important than Donna, surely. I mean, I, I, I haven't rewatched the next episode. I don't know what, what follows and there's going to be some humongous Donna yeah, reveal. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you don't know what she's going to become. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but surely Martha was more important. She walked the earth like Kane and Kung Fu while the doctor was a little, uh, Dobby. Dobby, that's the word. <laughs> he was a tiny exactly. little Dobby. <laughs> Surely, if she knows anything, yeah. she knows the time when the master took over the earth. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. a huge thing. You should know, surely. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she just skipped over all the Martha yeah. bit and just got to Donna you think? Uh, do you think Rose is a bit of a racist? <gasps> <gasps> Did you go there? Because you brought up Martha and I know something about what's going to happen to Martha. The Doctor also didn't ask about Mickey Ricky. No. Oh, oh, Mickey yeah. Ricky. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness, you're so right. <laughs> Everyone's here except for Rose. Oh, and Mickey. Oh, and his twin from a different galaxy or universe, <laughs> Ricky. Oh, and there were more people in Torchwood. We only... I think, no, I think a couple of them died. Oh. Because there's a line about them, we'll go out fighting light. Oh, yeah. The right. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I suppose. But I did think it was interesting that at the end of this episode, it looks like they're all going to die. Mm. And it's like, can, can you kill off someone from a spin-off that not in the spin-off like people that watch Torchwood suddenly it's just going to end they'll be like oh yeah sorry watch that Doctor Who episode and then you'll understand why well do you think that I mean I I assume that the Torchwood people survive well no I, I assume too but like it's supposed to be a cliffhanger you're supposed to think that they're about to die yeah it does look pretty yeah. bad yeah. for them yeah. they're shooting guns at Daleks that usually only ends one way but I don't yeah. think you can kill off a character that's like a main character in another series because then how do you explain it in the other series you just everyone goes back and what's it? yeah what's uh, Captain Jack? No, the other guy. John Barrowman? Oh. No, that's the, the, the same guy. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know how drunk you were. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm finding it, I'm finding um, it. His name? boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, and Gwen. So Gwen, yeah. Gwen's just not there, and they're all like, oh yeah, she died. And all the Torchwood fans are like, what? That, that wouldn't happen, so... Uh, I suppose... But the the point Takes is the suspense out of it. They're trying to drive up ratings for all the shows. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit cheap. I mean, how many people are actually watching Torchwood but not keeping up with Doctor Who? Yanto Jones, by the way. Possible. Yanto, lovely Yanto. In terms of the, uh, the the cliffhanger of oh my goodness, have all these main characters died? They don't save Harriet Jones for the cliffhanger. It's like oh no, however will we even sleep for a week? Harriet Jones, former <laughs> prime minister, might have been shot by Daleks. No, they just blatantly yeah. Balls to the wall, laser the shit out of Harriet Jones. Yeah. Meaning everyone else has presumably survived, Basically. right? Yeah. Otherwise, they would I have loved, done the same. Oh, yeah. I loved Harriet Jones's little comeback. Yeah, I liked I it as well. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. And the little she holds up her little paper and goes three, three times, three, three times. times. I think especially when she does it to the Daleks, and the Daleks go, "Yes, we know who you are." <laughs> <laughs> Comic gold. <laughs> I rewatched this episode just the other day. The yeah. first time uh, when Miramun and I watched it together like a couple of weeks ago, mm. I hated it. I hated that there were three mentions of it. I thought it was like, oh, why are you ham-fisting yeah. this joke? Like, it, it was fun once. You don't have to do it thrice. But now, just uh, upon rewatching it, it's actually... I think it got every yeah, time. It did. Now, yeah. The fourth, fifth, and sixth time you came around. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> oh, why couldn't they have spared her for just one more round? One more go around. Yeah, yeah. That would have been great. Come out two or three minutes of exterminating exterminate and we'll have a bit more Harriet Jones exactly waving her pass at people wouldn't gentle, that be great gentle humour what does her ID say does it actually say former prime minister or is did that she, what like, prime ministers have they get a former prime minister oh, ID card I, I think that's how it works 
knife. to touch upon the cliffhanger thingy. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a much bigger cliffhanger here. The doctor gets shot. Well, yeah. The doctor starts regenerating. Which it's like, holy smokes. is the other thing that really pisses me off about Rose. Because... Fucking Rose. Fucking Rose. Everything. All roads lead to Rose. <laughs> yeah. Her reaction. Um, and she's all like, no, you can't leave me. I've only just found you. It's like, no, you've been through this before. You know what happens. You know he's going to come back. He just looks a bit different. Like... Yeah, that's, that's actually quite shitty. Not, that's very shallow of her. Like, I fell in love with you. Yeah. You, the next guy might be ugly, basically, is what she's telling me. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what yeah. she's saying. I agree. Captain I agree. Jack deals with it very well. Yeah, that just felt like poor Captain writing. Jack's, yeah. Captain Jack's always looking for a new piece, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I'm looking for, I want some strange. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think that was that was poor writing yeah. in terms of yeah. Rose's character. I Actually, Rose so. was not well written in this no, episode in general. Because exactly. she wouldn't do this. No. She fell in love with Eccleston. Yes. Eccleston Morph. presumably fell in love with her as well, didn't really know it. Yeah. But Tennant remembered all of his adventures with her as Eccleston. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's a completely new person. Yeah, There's exactly. going to be another doctor and he's going to remember everything that happened. Because I know they all have slightly different personalities, but I think if you, like, if any of you think of your partners and think about if they were going now, but you knew they were coming back, wouldn't you just be like, fucking yes, they're not dying forever, yeah, exactly. they're we're, coming back. It, you don't give a shit what they look like. Yeah. Like, uh, all your memories are still there. Also, like, she's a human, he's a time lord. Yeah. If she's hoping for a long-lasting relationship yeah. with a dude who is, let's this. face it, fucking mental and runs into, like, <laughs> burning buildings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna die a few times. Yeah. And, and she should get used to this. It's not to do with this episode, but it really made me think of, like, River and how different they are because River loves him in any form. Yeah. And she looks at him. It doesn't matter what his face is like. She knows the core of him and she loves him. And yeah. it was like, that's what a relationship should be, not... Like, oh, you're going to look different, and that's... Uh. That is very strong analysis there. Thanks. <laughs> Damn, Skippy. Yeah, uh, it's sorry. Just, it's, it's a weird dichotomy, Rose, in this episode. She's got the massive gun. She's cocking it at looters in Camden going, you want a piece of me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the doc's not even there on the screen, and she's just this simpering wretch. Yeah. So you've got a trillion fanboys just jizzed themselves to death in the yeah, first few moments. In perfect unison. Yeah, as, as Rose has come back at the ultimate badass. We've seen Martha as a badass in, in this one, and Rose yeah. last week was pretty badass, and you weren't convinced by Martha, but everyone seemed convinced by Rose, and now she's the ultimate, and you see her standing, you see, as the camera rises, you see her appear through a half, you know, a smoking shell of a Dalek. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's and then the rest cool. of the time she's just going, eh. But I think this is what pissed me off with Rose in, like, when it was her series. I'm sure that every time the Doctor even vaguely looked at another woman, she was got all jealous and like, eh, like, I don't know. Yeah. Remind me, what was it like in School Reunion when she met Sarah Jane Smith the first time? Because at first, I'm sure there was a little bit of jealousy. I think like, it was. Like, oh, that was a different companion and you have a whole history with this yeah. person. But then actually... she wanted they got along. First. She thinks she should be like the first. Isn't it the one worse only? to have been replaced? Yeah. I mean, she she met uh, Donna on a number of occasions and was like, oh, you're super important. But in fact, I think subconsciously Rose is thinking, this fucking bitch. <laughs> she came around. I don't know anything about any so-called doctors uh, from the moon. So as far as I'm aware, I was replaced by this super annoying, mm. overacting lady. Um, gonna send her on a suicide mission. No, coincidence? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Ooh, I mean, it wouldn't have that. anything to do with her except all of reality and its millions of potentials is collapsing. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, 
I've got a question about that. Mm-hmm. Every everything rests on the shoulders of what's her face, Donna Noble. Yeah. So when they go to the Shadow Proclamation, which is just, as you pointed out, a room which really pisses me off. Because <laughs> the Shadow Proclamation sounds so cool when he just throws it out there. It really. Like, yeah. <gasps> like once or twice the series, out? he's been seeding yeah. this great big mystery, and you yeah. think, "Wow, this is." I mean, the Doctor's treating this this concept with reverence. Mm. It's like, goodness, this could be something almost to rival Gallifrey. Mm. This is the first time that they've appeared, right? Yeah. 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 No. I I mean, the reason it's bullshit and the reason that it's just one room and the, there's only one person and her, like, oh, here's my, you know... Her platoon al- of Jadoon. Uh, her platoon of Jadoon and her albino waitress. <laughs> the, the, uh, sorry, I'll probably cut that. that. Is for the same reason as Flapjack berated Gallifrey University in our class bonus review. Because it's like... It's a whole fucking planet. Why would there be one university named after the planet? Yeah, Yeah, right? Here, it's like, uh, we're going to go to the Shadow Proclamation. Most important thing in the universe. One room, one person, five gods. Bullshit. Anyway, so... what I was going to say was, when they are in there, the um, the assistant or whatever, the the person who comes in with like nourishment water thing, yeah, yeah, uh, to give her a nice cleanse. It, she, what is the water? Take this water; it will cleanse you. It will cleanse you. It's what something like that? that, right? Oh, I don't know. It's like future foods. Future, but uh, <laughs> it's really boring. Here, drink this steak. But yeah, anyway. So she says, "You used to have something on your back," mm-hmm. and this, then she practices diplomacy of the future by saying, "Oh, you have." My my condolences for all the shit that's going to happen to you. About to happen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, why does this person know that there was something on her back? Is there still something on her back? Maybe this is where the Shadow Proclamation is. Like, maybe they know more than the Doctor knows one universe and one time stream because oh. he's in it. Maybe they can see multiple time streams. Do you think... why they're above him. Do you think they're sort of the good guy equivalent of Dalek Khan? Because Dalek Khan has turned into this weird precog testicle yeah. And maybe the, this water assistant lady, maybe she's a kind of a precog as well. Because that kind of harks back to the taking in of the vapors in the Pompeii episode. Oh, yeah. And she, could, and she mentioned the thing on the back as well. But, but she was actually wearing something on her back at the time, wasn't she? Who? Donna. Donna. No, but... She had... S- something on no wait she didn't have anything on her back well we didn't see anything i don't think she was, was referring definitely... to like the backpack no but she didn't yeah. have the she didn't have the thing on her back because if she had had the thing on the back then she wouldn't have gone on an adventure with the yeah, doctor exactly. she would have gone to no, Pompeii. No, this is what i said last time you can't treat this linearly so yeah. she she has to have a thing on her back the entire time that she spends with the doctor yeah uh ipso facto uh dude meister she's wearing a shitty beetle backpack right now well no because this comes i mean okay back to linearity yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this, this comes after, though, the Beetle slaying episode last week. The Beetle was there the mm-hmm. whole time that after the Doctor met Donna the second time. This whole, basically, just to break it down to its simplest, the Beetle was there from the start of the series until last week. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So how does... Oh, okay, yeah. We're pre I, I think I think that the Shadow Proclamation must be more than we've seen, because if it was just a room with a woman in it, it wouldn't... It didn't seem like that big a deal, to be honest with you. It seemed like, well, like a little space station. Because she like ordered him to stay and he was just like yeah ciao like i quite i liked that scene actually when he was yeah that was just, really just going to uh, get you the key how stupid is she <laughs> well yeah like, i'll left the kettle on i'll wait <laughs> <laughs> i was really disappointed that they step out 
And I was actually thinking to myself, don't. The, the Shadow Proclamation, they somehow made it sound in the five minutes before when the doc said, oh, we're going to go there. They made it, oh, he said they were like the space police. And I thought, don't be the fucking Jadoon. And there they were. <laughs> the first thing you saw. Oh, the yeah. Jadoon um, mercenaries. Isn't yeah. that what we learned in the in the uh, Smith and Jones episode? Yeah, I think pretty much mercenaries. But they sort of maybe blur the line between mercenaries and space police because mm. of outsourcing. And oh, they've yeah, they're freelancers. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it cheapens the whole thing. You think the Shadow Proclamation proclamation has to be this completely new yeah. insertion into the series and brings with it all these new uh-huh. yeah exactly all these new um paraphernalia and and associated races but if the if the fucking jadoon are there yeah. then the whole universe is walking in and out and they're nothing special I, I misremembered who the shadow proclamation was i remembered the it's like a future church in uh, later in matt smith times there's this enormous i remember them being in like what was ostensibly like a borg cube they're like a church slash police they had the silence with them i can't remember what they were called now but that's who whom i thought of when he said shadow proclamation like, oh yeah, totally. It's the Borg cube with the silence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're probably going to get to Matt Smith times and it'll be like, oh, that was completely different. Yeah. But that's what I thought of. Yeah. Oh, what are they called? What, what are they called? Uh, with the, the, they had the Dalek dudes, the Dalek-fied humans with the thing, the eye stalk that comes out of the forehead. I don't remember. But there were some very cool like naming of things in this episode. Like The, the Medusa Cascade is really beautifully named. It, it, the, sorry, the, what I was thinking of was the Church of the Papal Mainframe. That's also a nice name. Does the Medusa Cascade, I'm looking it up now, does the Medusa Cascades turn up elsewhere? Because that felt like something that, I mean, that we had encountered before. It sounds before. familiar, doesn't it? I don't know. First mentioned in Last of the Time Lords, first seen in the Stolen Earth, also appears in Journey's End, spoiler alert. So, RTD's done a year's prep to seed this one as, in our minds as well. It was also mentioned in the Centauran Stratagem. Sorry, thank you, Todd, as we get. But yeah, it's, it's quite nice, I guess, that they're just feeding these things to you so that when it does finally arrive, it's like, oh yeah, I, I know that. I yeah. remember that. We yeah. got the bees and everything. The bees. The, the bees, bees they finally, it finally yeah. pans out. Those useless bees. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about Rose. We haven't spoken very much about the, the others. Let's talk about Donna now. Oh, okay. I think Donna was quite good in this episode. I think she was too. Oh, got- surprise, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I give you a reason why? Yeah, sure. I'll do it. I mean, she <laughs> when she was she was only bullshy to the Shadow Proclamation, who, like the Doctor earlier in the series, were just being snotty about humans. Whenever yeah. you need someone to stand up for our entire race and or planet, <laughs> Donna is the one you. Donna's your woman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, just, she did a good job. Yeah. Good job, Donna. Donna yep. against the universe. She's and the heart of the universe. Donna was the one who started thinking outside the box when they because we'd already seen there were twenty six planets plus Earth, and then the Shadow Proclamation started so, going. Uh, oh, there's twenty four. Yeah. yeah, and we're just like, oh, where's this gap? Where are these other three planets come from? Yeah, and Donna's the one who st- first starts thinking outside the box and saying, actually, they might not have all been taken from this time zone. There, look at the, you've got the entire universe to play yeah, with. Absolutely, um, I agree. Donna again, did a good job undermining the Shadow Proclamation. Where were they? That's what I'm saying. Man. <laughs> I mean, the Shadow Proclamation did nothing. Mm. They seem fairly useless. Yeah. 
Maybe they'll justify their existence in space-time in the next episode. Here's a question. Did we need to go to the Shadow Proclamation? Really? I think it was just a loss... Oh, that's a good question. A loss of what to do. Well, I don't know, because in this episode, RTD is drawing on everything, this whole universe, this expanded Doctor Who universe he's Mm. been creating and assembling with such care and craft for the last four years. He could just give us a bit of extra time with pretty much any one of the supporting cast members or, mm. you know, in the in their locations, Sarah Jane, whatever, Harriet I Jones, guess- more card. Just and and they go to this thing and and Doctor does Donna does a clever yeah but he could have found out the number of planets some other way they could have figured it out in the TARDIS and then the bees they had yeah. that thing and yeah. they could have just done it themselves and then they could have saved the Shadow Proclamation for, for a, a serial that or an episode that actually matters or yeah. where their role actually mattered yeah and and where they had space to have a massive role rather than just being one of all the Doctor Who Avengers just but, crammed but into on. this infinity ball. <laughs> no, it, oh, it's fun that you say that. It, that's exactly where my mind went. My first note here was companions assemble because yeah. it really felt like, oh, we have every little stereotype. Everyone has their own talent and whatever. Now they come together. She's Iron Man and he's whatever, Captain UK. But the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the Shadow Proclamation, we don't... Do you know? I don't know. Maybe in the next episode they will actually catch up with the Doctor, mm. they'll find the Medusa Cascade, they'll figure all of this stuff out. But I guess he's laid the path for them, they know, now know how to follow. Exactly. Oh. They just don't know how to jump that one step Well, they don't ahead. really. They, they know how to, as long as they have the bee thingy, yeah. they can follow, but then the only reason he and Donna went the second half of that route was because... <laughs> I feel a like that's what I just call? said. No, it was the companions that called yeah, them. But that's oh, but I mean, it was a super like... duper whooper phone call. And then yeah. no longer calling with visible rings coming out of the earth. Wom, 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 wom. Can we talk about how cool it was? The, just the concept of jumping one second out of sync. With that's no, fantastic. No, no, it's what? terrible because they've what? already done it with the Atmos boxes. I was going to say that, uh, yes. They're just uh, reusing an idea. I like it. I like I it. I like it. You hated it when it was the Atmos. No, hang on. No, no. you hated the look. Of the I boxes. hated the look of it because it looked like a fucking porcupine, but I loved the concept of okay, it. Okay, okay. So, the- and this is also the uh, establishing the concept of the pocket in time, mm. which later on with Matt Smith becomes hugely important. Mm. Okay, but the Doctor has seen the Atmos boxes. Over that, he's cooed and gone, "Oh, so clever, so brilliant." He does exactly the same thing here. He hasn't learnt anything. It surprises him in this episode as if for the first time. He should have been able to think of that already. Yeah, that's true. If I can't find it, maybe it's in a time pocket. Yeah, but you don't know when that time pocket is you can't just jump forward a second every time like the well, TARDIS was burning lord. up for one that's second that's a good point he is yeah. a time lord yeah well done <laughs> I mean I mean, surely he can develop the technology to, to find traces of time pockets or do a TARDIS time pocket shift or something yeah I don't I, know I, 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 I'm on your side here <laughs> <laughs> okay we've already established that none of us here ever watched what's it called the Sarah Jane Adventures no I mean it, I I, I I feel like I could tell when they were doing fan service. Like, oh, Where so... was K9? If you're going to do fan service, when she ran out to the car, I thought, great, K9's going to be in K-9. the passenger seat. And he just Because she gets a new K9 at the end of school reunion, right? Yeah. I think so. Uh, it's probably some sort of copyright issue. Like, you know, Kit Peddler would only let the Daleks out so many times. Uh, some... Is it Kit Peddler? No, Kit Peddler is Cyberman. Oh. You're thinking of um, Terry Nation. 
Terry Nation, exactly. I bet that they have to pay Mr. K9 creator <laughs> through the nose to get even like a still uh, or reuse some footage. He, he's maybe. holding on to that, you know, like grim death. K9 was where they drew the line. <laughs> they finally realised it was a bit dated. Yeah. It doesn't really contribute I mean, presumably much. they have K9 in Sarah Jane Adventures. Oh, but yeah. I would uh, presumably, guess. right? Yeah, I actually looked this up on TARDIS Wiki at not very much. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah, and I think perhaps for copyright-ish reasons. Um, I did like Mr. Smith, though, when they do the whole, let's make this signal go vroom. Yeah. And everybody else is like, oh, yeah, I'll plug in this big cable and it'll spark and let's do a thing with a keyboard and it and it's all and it's a bit like oh really whereas when you've got mr smith you can just say make the signal go wide and yeah. it does and mr smith goes it's a bit more believable did you say <laughs> 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 dial <laughs> pete's pizza no mr smith <laughs> no <laughs> and then at the end he says very well done you walk away with one thousand pounds and our pointless trophy <laughs> I, I felt like it was actually quite nicely dealt with. That she lived, Sarah Jane yeah. and her son, they live in this little microcosm that's just very child-friendly. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. And they played with it in the sense of, like, she even says, and I'm assuming that's more highbrow than you ever get in Sarah Jane Adventures. I have no idea, but I assume. When she goes, oh, we really have to deal with that fanfare every time that Mr. Smith opens. Yeah. <laughs> I that's bet that's actually nice. just the theme music yeah. from your own show. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like it. It was good. I liked it. Oh, okay. Uh, I did not like Sarah Jane's, is it her son? Or the kid? No, I hated around. the kid. Well, oh, fucking children. No, they should not be. No, CGI them. Don't let them act. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, however, how she just genuinely goes, fuck it, uh, you stay here, I'm going off on my own. <laughs> yeah, no. Bye, son, forever. <laughs> I knew I should have stuck with K9. <laughs> yeah, he's awful. I mean, mm. I get that he has to be the whiz kid and the brain, and I, yeah. I really hope he doesn't say something incredibly insightful and intuitive next episode, and the doctor goes, that's brilliant, and then does it, and he saves the day because he's the kid. <laughs> no. He's, uh, I... Fucking kids. I don't... I just, uh, I, I should be more articulate about why I didn't like the delivery of his lines. I mean, he's but... a, he's a child and he doesn't know better because his intellect isn't well developed yet, but mm. it doesn't fit into Doctor Who. You can't have this weird, uh, how old, yeah, how old is he? Like 12 years old, 13? I don't shit with ages, but like, you I can't think have a older than 12. 12 15? 15, maybe. 15. Yeah. You can't have a 15 year old suddenly go like, oh, well, oh, actually it's a wibbly wobbly timey wimey thing of a jiggy with the Polarity thing or whatever the fuck yes. off. It's, it's a trans. <laughs> so angry. It's a transdimensional leap. Don't you know anything? Oh <laughs> no, no, no. Kids ah, know about on. technology though. Sarah Jane. How's Sarah Jane going to keep up? Okay, with the iPad. All right. Well, here's another thing. Everything he knows, Sarah Jane will have taught him, right? No. Wait. What do you mean no? He's got Mr. Smith. Kids he can access super the whole of Mr. Smith's database. Sarah Jane's old. She doesn't understand technology. She yeah. has to be. She, he has to teach her. Sarah Jane stills like. <laughs> where's the floppy disk drive? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm going to dial back on some of my <laughs> hatred for this kid. Okay. Because I suppose I didn't react that much worse to him than I did to the two Win. Torchwood companions. Yeah. Exactly. Not having any familiarity with them what whatsoever. What the fuck's a Dalek? Yeah. Like, everyone else is, like, terrified. Oh, wait. You're a, how does he not know what a Dalek is, yeah. but he knows what a whatever dimensional thing he is? Science. You know science. science. Oh, fuck that guy. No, he, he... Sarah Jane clearly must have told him about all her adventures yeah. with the 
yeah. doctor eyes. Like, oh, by the way, the main foe mm. is this dude. The most terrifying thing I've ever encountered. You yeah, would, there watch would be a this ghost story, son. If you were Sarah Jane, exactly. You know, in you her universe, know. they don't have them recorded. No, she I don't understand. Get, oh, <laughs> what about doing a bad one? They do have TARDIS TV. Ah. So the TARDIS has just been recording this. This is how this is how we have found this out. These are the recovered files. This is like we're watching a nicely tailored, edited version of the Big Brother house that is the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Gwen, Gwen and... Is it Gwen? Gwen and... I've uh, forgotten his Yanto? name again. Yanto. Yanto, Yanto yeah. Smith. Not They're just Yanto. there going, what the fuck's going on? I don't understand. I love that. Oh, Captain Jack, don't leave me. And he's like, bye guys, I have to. I'm going to save the planet. I love them. Did you watch Torchwood? Uh, a bit. I love like, the first series, and then it got too sexual for me. Oh yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> season one is very much like Alien of the Week, and then from season two onward, you get slightly more elaborate storylines. Yeah. And then there are, I mean, there are seasons that are where the whole season is one single serial. Oh really? And they're amazing. Mm. Children of Earth is mm. possibly the best one. But yeah, I loved their inclusion in it, and I loved seeing uh, the Torchwood set. I hadn't seen it for years and years. I like the Torchwood set. Are they? Is it like? It's like an underground tube station. But it's under- in Wales. Well, it's underneath the whatever that thing is. In, like I've tor- never been there. The Torchwood sign looks like the London Underground. I know. Yeah, I but thought about that have, as well. I don't think they it don't is. have an underground in Wales, do they? Well, I don't think it is an underground station. It's no. just like it, it's an underground base of operations like for them and it, for bunker. some reason it's tiled and they've actually put the Torchwood logo on the walls. Like, well, that's brilliant for a secret Fun agency. Fact, you can buy the original London tube tiles in Ironbridge. The Wait, company that oh, like, right. made the original ones are still going. You can buy like what? the same ones. Yeah. Can you get them to make other signs? I'd, I'd, I would assume so. I need a Punk Plaza sign. <laughs> <laughs> I need a movie pronto. Yeah. That sounds great. Ironbridge is near Wales, so it's plausible that they could have said, hey, we've got this really cool headquarters. Make us Make us a sign. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, Nice. Good knowledge. I know, thanks. I don't know how to move on from this, sorry. (laughs) Well, I I loved seeing them on there. Yeah. I I thought that was really good. Uh, There was also some big well i say big hints they were all very chummy weren't they they were they were trying to keep it clean as best they could after yeah. uh, you know acting it up acting up the sexuality to the max yeah like Wait, the first what? time you see them jack grabs both of them and i'm thinking oh he's up for one last three-way before the daleks destroy everything Are they in a three, a three, no no she, she's on the phone and says like oh you you big idiots yeah that's her that's husband. husband yeah i remember the husband he's with he's with yanto yeah captain it, jack and yanto are yeah but i mean because yanto's getting all jealous about the soldier yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But as I recall, maybe Captain Jack is a little bit. Captain Jack doesn't want to get tied down. Exactly. Mm. I mean, you can't tie him down. He likes unless he asks you to. <laughs> I got a question. Do you ever get a depiction in Torchwood of homosexuality that isn't at the same time rampantly promiscuous or incredibly suggestive? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Yanto is absolutely in love with Captain Jack, as I, if I remember correctly. Mm. Okay. And, and I think, I, oh, I, I'm gonna have to rewatch it before we do a proper bonus episode, but I think Captain Jack actually tries to, I think they have a conversation about it, and, and Yanto's like, dude, you, it's a relationship or it's nothing. Like, you can't go out and fuck everything with a tentacle or three <laughs> legs or more, whatever. Like, you have to, we, we have to be in a relationship. Yeah. And Jack's like, yeah, right, then that's fine. 
That's nice. I think Yanto is quite sweet, actually. Okay, yeah. That's cool, because I've only got Jack to go on, and a couple of the scenes with Yanto in this episode, like when the doc appears and he's young, I I maybe misinterpreted Yanto as going, oh, he's young, as in Yanto would want to go, but maybe he's trying to imagine Jack's attraction to him. I think everyone in that Google Hangout is just, like, thinking, wow, we want to bone everyone else. Yeah. Except for Gwen. Uh, Yeah. Or or, or Gwyn? Gwen. Gwen. Gwen's very... She's the one who's married and knows, like... Exactly, yeah. But yeah, Donna's like, oh yeah, the, my, oh, Captain Jack, my planet got stolen and my family might not be alive. And... But who's that guy? He but yeah, like he's, he's well hot. hung. Yeah. yeah. I'd have a go on him. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I swing like... from it like a monkey bar. <laughs> <laughs> And at the same time, just because it's tenants, what they really... Uh, th- that's a little ham-fisted, but fine. Yeah. Fine. It's a fun scene. It's all right. Mm. Uh, oh, but the Skype, the Skype conversation does go on way too long, doesn't it? It really does. Because yeah. the, the episode is absolutely full-on, full throttle for 20 minutes. You get a little tiny pause where Donna is sitting on the stair where she sits. With a big heartbeat. Yeah. Ba-boom, 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 yeah, yeah, what's that about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that's what's weird. She was, fit in well. she was staring off into the distance and I thought she was either going to see something or have a big revelation and then yeah, just the woman came and offered her the water yeah <laughs> and then great. said well done by the way you're <laughs> fucked in some undefined future way yeah great and then it was bang back to action and all the music was like <laughs> and then and then there's 15 minutes of Skype chat <laughs> and yeah. Harriet Jones again oh. uh, wait hang on you just said that my future's completely fucked I'm gonna ask you no actually no what don't worry about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you just go? Wait! 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 Wait a minute. Yeah. What do you mean? Please expand. <laughs> I, well, Donna's in denial, though. She just reacts to that as like, no, I couldn't possibly be important. You must be mistaken. You must be thinking of another doctor's companion. Oh, because she's so humble. Oh. Yeah, she is. Oh, but, well, because her mum's so horrible. Oh. <laughs> Donna's mum. Actually, yeah, when Wilf is like, you can't deny it anymore. Look, there's fucking planets in the sky. Does like, Is she still denying it? Does she not know where Donna is? I, th- I think she is a stone-cold idiot. Uh, she doesn't realise that she's in elsewhere in space or that the sky has changed. She yeah. probably thinks, oh, it's like the government did something it follows the same pattern of the uh, love- what- wait sorry oh go for it no no no, no you do it the Richard Dawkins yeah yeah Richard so Dawkins cool. it's like tons of exclamation marks we have travelled in space the planets did not come to us <laughs> I don't I don't <laughs> I don't even know what Spot he sounds on. like. I'm not doing an impression. I'm just talking Wait, in an old man voice. <laughs> <laughs> question, yeah. question though. Why Richard Dawkins? Because, I mean, obviously Brian Cox's career hadn't got going by that point. And uh-huh. he would be the guy to just parachute in now. Because yeah. Richard Dawkins was already sitting in a studio somewhere doing an interview. And the BBC he just went the like... Studio, yeah. yeah, the BBC <laughs> probably went like, Hey, Rich, uh, do you fancy being in a scene of Doctor Who? And what, five minutes? Yeah, Dawkins <laughs> probably went, Yes, but only if I can sit down because I'm so incredibly hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at, at best, he's a sort of sociologist, evolutionary biologist. At worst, he's an ideologue. What's he doing saying, yeah, I know exactly true. where we've gone in the universe? Yeah. That's true, actually. Why didn't they get him to talk about, I don't know, mass manipulation or something? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been because more in his wheelhouse. It's just science at this point. Oh, oh, right. it's, oh we're back to it. All science is equal. Science. Science, yeah. yeah. yeah let's get a scientist. Well scienced, yeah. Richard Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we haven't talked about Martha. Can I pull out a soundbite to introduce talking about Martha? Is that okay? I've been promoted medical director on Project Indigo. Did you get that thing working? Indigo's top secret. No one's supposed to know about it. Martha. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Why are you telling people? Why are you telling people, Martha? <laughs> oh, wow. How did I miss that? Oh, no, I'm I hiding in plain sight. It was. She yeah. is the worst. Oh, she's not the worst. She's the best. I love the whole Dr. Jones thing. Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Calling Dr. Jones. <laughs> So she uses a teleporter by... Uh, but she gets in the fucking teleporter. She doesn't know where she's going to go. She might be, like, scattered among the universe in particles. Yeah. But yeah. she does it. Is exactly it not, as Captain Jack brave. Says. Yeah. Is it not a little bit cheesy that even though they, they don't know how they've sort of, quote-unquote, reverse-engineered this teleporter, it just reads her, not mind, heart. Heart. It reads her heart. It doesn't read her heart. She didn't say that. No, she was like, oh, I knew exactly where I wanted to go. Yeah, because she was thinking of her I wanted to go home and see my mommy. She read her brain waves. So I pull these two... Why would you... When you design this thing, why wouldn't you design it with a button? Why do you have to design it with two cords that you pull? It's not like a parachute. It's really... Anyway, I don't don't mind it. I don't mind it. What's the word? It's not racist. It's like like speciesist. Oh, totally. you've only got one hand? What if you're an alien species that doesn't Oh, have I thought you were hands. going for referring to it as Project Indigo. Oh, no. It, it, clearly, oh. Torchwood, no, Unit isn't colorblind. They're just like, oh, fucking blue people. No, we're going to call <laughs> this technology Project Indigo. Yeah. I, I thought it was a bit cheap in the sort of setup of, well, we have this completely untested technology. Do a Leica. Put a dog in it. Put something in it. Don't have the first time you're testing this <laughs> oh my god, unproven oh, wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. Wouldn't this be great? So they they have built the Project Indigo thing to be tested on a dock and then we get Martha like putting on a collar <laughs> like so Martha and everyone's like dead serious like Martha put on this collar put this dog bone inside your mouth <laughs> clap down really Quite hard <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing that would be so oh. good <laughs> it's a picture again it's kind of sexy <laughs> well all the more reason <laughs> But just to say, we have this thing that will certainly kill you. Oh, hey, it didn't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I feel like she was, if she'd have stayed there, she was going to die anyway, because the Daleks were right there. Yeah. So it was her only way out. Okay, so we also get in that same scene. Ooh, the little The um, Esterhagen key, and... it, it's it just I, I got the same vibes as wait hang on is it one episode ago in turn left when Donna uh, dons the time code and she doesn't even button it mm. just like this is an important piece of kit don't even button your goddamn code <laughs> in this one it's like it's the Esterhagen key we're not going to tell you what it is until the next episode but it's clearly something that can like I don't know turn the universe inside out yeah, and she just yeah. goes like I'm going to pop it in my pocket Bleep. but Martha knows what it is yeah. I'm going to pop it in my pocket <laughs> I'm going to pop it in my pocket I'm not going to hold on to it I'm not going to put it around my neck it's, it has has a chain. It's just like I'm gonna pop it in a pocket. She's probably got zips in her pocket. She does not zip anything. She's unit. <laughs> Can I Fine. destroy this for both of you? Go for Martha, it. you're 99.999% certain to be obliterated in five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Have our doomsday device. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Why don't... I mean, if they actually think that... No, wait, because they think that she's going to the doctor. Do you think that they've built something into Project Indigo that is literally, well, it's a whatever reader... 
Though it, it, they had access to the TARDIS for a while, right? And the yeah. TARDIS takes the Doctor where he needs to go, where he where he wants to go, slash where he is needed. Yeah. So maybe they appropriated some of that technology, built it into Project Indigo, and made that go where she um, was needed. And, and therefore, that's why they've put Martha in it because they think Martha has this connection with the Doctor, and, and she, she will get take to the it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, but yeah. Retcons. Her heart is too strong because she puts family first, and she goes home. Yeah, and consequently, very possibly, her family will be exterminated. Mm. Yeah, and she can use this more than once, right? The Doctor's been hanging around in low point. orbit Why for a while. Why are they not, like, just pulling cords left, right, and center? Yeah, straight into the TARDIS. Yeah. Or just popping around the planet, bear-hugging someone, pull on the cord, we're both in the TARDIS. I'll go and pick up the rest. <laughs> <laughs> one by one, I will save mankind. Could Maybe you? that happens in the first two minutes next week. Maybe that's next week's episode, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you also feel that Jack was very quick to give up, by the way? I mean, oh, he, yeah. he does, he teleports out, yeah. which is cool, I guess. And he lands shooting. Yes, <laughs> mid-shot, the bullet is at the end of the barrel, ready to waste that darling. It's like, yeah. But he is very quick in the beginning, he's very quick to just give up all hope. I think all of them are, actually. Anyone who's like, oh no, we're all going to die. Just we... says, that's it, it's over. Oh really? After 45 years of beating them? Yeah. And also, everybody that knows what a Dalek is has already faced a Dalek and survived, so... Yeah. And uh, like they had the doctor by their side, so it's more. I think it's more. We can't get through this without the doctor. Yeah, but you know that it's survivable. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I mean, the the Daleks have literally taken over the entire Earth. Yeah. In Hartnell days, there was the Dalek invasion of Earth, which was remade with Peter Cushing. This is the whole thing where they literally take over the entire Earth. Yeah. All humans become slaves. What happens? Mankind still survived, and yeah. we beat them. Yeah. Right. And and wasn't it, Cribbins in that? Cribbins was in that. So he's survive this one <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it's oh oh man seriously those are amazing by the way those those films they're great i love them uh, but but yeah it, you shouldn't give up because yeah. you should yeah Never give up. Have they learnt nothing from the Doctor? Yeah. Wow. Also, Jack seems to have a perfectly serviceable Dalek-destroying gun. Yeah. Although, why does he not leave two more of those with Gwen and Yentob, or whatever his name is? Yantob. And they're just, they're just shooting useless <laughs> bullets, like units are, again, Ugh, just... These unit. same guns, they'll definitely work this time. Have unit ever successfully killed anything? <laughs> <laughs> Apart from maybe an exhaust pipe. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I loved, I did love Wilf's... <laughs> Let's blind them with the pink. I know. <laughs> oh, and what a shot! Such a yeah, crap sniper. Wilf is bullseye. Oh, he is. Uh, I love him. He's a legend. He is such a legend, yeah. and he's a total sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. His his. Do you want a swap line? Was the first moment <laughs> yeah. of real quality for me in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say we actually do get a reference to Dalek Invasion of Earth in this yeah. one because the the Doctor says someone trying to move the Earth once before. Mm. And that's in that episode. And the whole plan there was the Daleks were, they were using human slaves to hollow out, like to dig up earth core. <laughs> to hollow out the earth so they could put like a battery in the middle. Oh my God. Like a <laughs> propeller to, to use it as a spaceship, basically. What is it with the Daleks trying to make engines out of one or more planets? That makes no sense. Oh yeah, that's right. So the, the whole thing works like an engine. Mm. Ah. Yeah. I suppose, because, well, I when the Doctor had it exactly the same CGI set up in the Shadow Proclamation room as we were seeing in the Medusa Cascade. Yeah. And then they suddenly flipped and, you know, turned into the engine. I expected them to be spinning and you could actually see how the engine might work in some way because they they assumed Mm. their configuration but then did absolutely nothing, Mm. which was strange. I thought some sort of 
of gravitational, you know, effect would would accumulate, but nothing was going on. See, I, I didn't even really pick up on the term engine until I rewatched it the other day, and and now I'm wondering maybe that's not even really the idea because I my first assumption was that oh. This is just how they fit together so that they can all survive. Like, if you put these, however many, 12 planets, 20 planets, whatever it is, yeah. if you put them in exactly this configuration, that that way they can spin, they get exactly the right amount of heat and, yeah. and everything, and they can actually all survive as though nothing has happened. Do we ever get um, any, like, what, like, what is the purpose of this? Why? Because they say, they say... I don't know. The crucible is 90% ready! <laughs> Oh, the, <laughs> the crucible. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, because surely the Daleks' ultimate aim is just to kill all humans. And kill everyone. Bender's well, ultimate aim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like, why, trans- why transport the planet? I don't know. You have watched Rick and Morty, Drew. Some of it, yeah. Are you familiar with Rick and Morty? Yeah. Oh my god, watch it, it's the best ever. Okay. There's an episode of Rick and Morty where the Earth is also plucked, and lots mm. of planets are plucked and just placed somewhere. Very possibly inspired by this episode. Yeah. Because yeah, Dan Harmon is a Doctor Who fan. But there, the whole thing is just like a, the galaxy's got talent type thing, where these huge <laughs> alien heads show up, and they just go, show me what you got! <laughs> and I was half expecting <laughs> an, a huge alien head above, <laughs> just like, the crucible is assembled, show Show me what you got! <laughs> and then everyone has to sing. I would enjoy that episode. So Maybe that's in part two. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Has Clom ever come up? Clom. Oh, yeah. Who'd we... want Clom? It's like Space Leads. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wait, Clom. Wait, what's Clom? Remind <laughs> me of Clom. What is Clom? It's just a planet. When they're naming all the planets and he goes, Who, who wants Clom? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants Clom. How would you nick that? Hasn't Clom come up somewhere? I don't know. I definitely feel like that has come up. I'm looking it up. Tardis Wikia Clom. Yes, Love and Monsters. It's from the planet Clom. <gasps> That's, That's wh- where uh... I've heard it before. Bingo bongo. Clom. Oh, Clom. Exactly. Fucking Clom. He is from Leeds. He's not from Leeds. He's from Manchester. No, I, I didn't realise it was him saying Clom. <laughs> Clom. <laughs> We haven't talked about the Daleks, uh, Davros, mm. the Supreme Dalek, yes. or Dalek Khan at is- all. The Supreme Dalek. It's just another Master Dalek. I'm a big red one! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dalek Khan, when he does his line and he's like, I was flying! It was heartbreaking <laughs> and hilarious. A thousand times! <laughs> <laughs> I really love Dalek Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Little crazy testicle. He's- why have they not just given him a fresh Dalek shell? Yeah. Like, why does he have to sit in that shitty molten one? <laughs> Poor guy. Can he even breathe well without the rest of his shell? Probably not. I mean, like, if you have just, like, a little... Would you walk around with... Could you walk around with, like, a little Dalek in your handbag, like Paris Hilton or something? <laughs> Wouldn't it die unless it's encased in that metal thing? I assume so. Yeah. How does he eat? Do, do other Daleks come and, like, throw up at his mouth like it's a bird? How like, do what, Daleks what do they do? eat? Well, presumably, like, it gets injected with all the nourishment inside the shell but he's in this broken thing that's basically just a like like it's a broken wheelchair for him Mm. but no one's feeding him there's no one coming up and like just spewing in his mouth Uh, he's connected up to tubes underneath surely do you think so I I think they did that and then you're reverse enema yeah we just won't touch you ever again you're like our leper we're not going anywhere near you we'll give you your own bay and then you can just squeak at us and we'll ignore you to the best of our ability no we'll we'll not ignore you because he sees the future exactly he 
he's on so a podium. We'll just let you spew your like soothsaying. Yeah, he's a he's the precog. Yeah, but we won't acknowledge you in any other way. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, but even in Minority <laughs> Report, they had a common sense to put those freaks in a tub somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, I'm obviously not that fascist, but I mean, the, the it, why is he just on this platform <laughs> under a spotlight? <laughs> this guy is just like ah, someone turn off the lights. <laughs> I can't do anything. I can't blink. It Maybe never they, stops. Maybe they think if they leave him there long enough, he'll cook like scrambled eggs, and eventually the problem will go away. Oh god, that that poor guy is just never going to heal. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Yeah. What did you think of Davros? Well, they they led with his hand. Mm. Yeah. His very Doctor Claw like hand. Did he always have that hand? Yeah, I think so. So, so he was the inspiration for Doctor Claw, pretty much. Mm. Sorry, what's Doctor Claw? Inspector Gadget. Oh, right. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> that guy. I remember that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks. Did, did he always have the hand? I think so. It, do, did it look like a, like a metal hand? I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure. I, it could I, have got more metallic because he had to strip his skin. Because he used every cell in his body to create these Daleks. Mm. I I thought that maybe that he'd recreated a metal hand for himself because he'd given the rest of it up. Looking at the, I'm looking at a picture of the first Davros, and uh, he does have. Uh, no, he doesn't have a metal. No, hand. I didn't think so. It's more like a glove. <laughs> like a glove. He has really long fingernails. Yeah, of so, course. So this was new. So actually, they're just riffing off Doctor Claw now. But yeah, yeah. When, yes. When he opened his chest and you saw his beating heart and, and his oh, ribs, <sighs> that's. I mean, it, it creepy as balls, yeah. but like. Why? <laughs> I mean, surely you can figure out a better way of doing yeah, this. Yeah, like, we, what, don't we know about cloning? Can we just not use the one cell? Exactly. And then clone them? Yeah, this is not how it works. No. Like, is, is he literally saying, like, we're taking one cell at a time, then we're injecting it with something? Because <laughs> like, if he's literally taking one cell at a time, holy fuck, how many Daleks are billions there? Upon billions. billions upon billions. Billions upon billions upon well, I mean, Brilliant. we, How we is saw guys still alive, by the way. Yeah, we saw thousands of ships. Each of those ships has thousands of Daleks. In. Yeah. How long has he been creating Daleks from his individual cells? As long as it takes. I guess he's. Good. I mean, he's more robot than man at this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a bit naff. I mean, when he opens his jacket, if he had opened his jacket and said, boobs, that would be like, oh wow, I, I I didn't see that coming, and now it's just like I didn't see that coming for a reason, you know. <laughs> could have taken that in a really horrible direction. Now I nourish the Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> Milky breasts. Oh, that's how Dalek Khan is fed. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh my God. <laughs> That's why he's fucking insane. <laughs> like, oh, here comes the teeth. Bitty. <laughs> oh, no. oh, bitty. <laughs> <laughs> Davros, bitty. Okay, can I ask another question? Did we actually get to learn the doctor's phone number in this episode? <gasps> yes, I was going to say that. I wonder how many calls they got after Just like that. A, I, I was thinking, like, shall we try to call Should the we? number? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that it's a BB. BBC number. Because yeah. they they can't very well be allowed, like legally allowed, to put someone else's number out there. Unless it's like RTD, yeah, yeah. Stephen Walker's <laughs> number. And they pick up and we're just like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don click. Oh, come on. We met Colin Baker last week. We're we did. fearless now. Could we, we did. Could we call Should we call Fuck it, we're going to try to call it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find his number. Uh, it was 077. Yeah, yeah, it was 07700. Yeah. Uh, 31 minutes and 38 seconds in, we get to see it. Boop. There was also way too much mum and mom 
and saluting in this episode. I don't know. Yeah. I like a good salute. Yeah? Yeah. I suppose Already. she was in Downton Abbey. <laughs> Sorry about the noise in the background. Yeah, hang on. We're gonna. We're about to see the number. So excited! Wow, look at all these people running around. Nobody is standing where they need to stand. Torture is just running back. Oh, like, <laughs> Quick, run chuck me cable. a tube. Plug it in. Get Why isn't that already brilliant. plugged in? <laughs> Yanto, you got one job to do. <laughs> oh, Yanto. Okay, hang on. We're about to get it. We're about to get it. And everyone. If only they calling. had a big fucking lever for this scene. That would have been really good. There we go. Okay, I'm going to call this number. It's 0770090461. Or for those fans of us out there who enjoy the enjoy us saying naught, it's naught seven seven naught naught nine naught naught four six one. I'm going to try this now. Do fans enjoy it when we say naught? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, we've heard that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this into Google as well. Oh yeah, maybe you should Google it before I press call. <laughs> Oh, it's you might get through to Jersey, apparently, according to the BBC. Oh, it was it was just cancelled. Like you you don't get anywhere with it. Oh. Call ended immediately. Call ended. Oh, what oh. a what a massive letdown. Well, we tried podcast land, so now you don't have to. <laughs> that, that's for all our US listeners out there who are like, oh damn it, I just don't want to do an international call. I, I want to know, but I don't want to do an international call. Well, right. we did it. I brought an article up on it. It's oh, okay. Part of a range of numbers reserved by Ofcom, the media and telecommunications regulator, for drama purposes. If you ever see 07700 followed by a 9, you can be pretty certain it's a fake number. Like 555. Exactly. That's awesome. That's very, very cool. And how modern of them not to put a house number. Yes. Mm. How interesting that he just has a regular UK mobile phone, by the way. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's not even like a, a, a country code. No. What's the country code for outer space? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should be 50 Treble digits infinity. long. <laughs> press, first you type in the first 200 digits of pi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then you skip the zero. So, uh, <laughs> you're talking about Davros. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. At the time, let's try and take ourselves back nine years, which nobody except Nick can really do, but let's try. Let's imagine <laughs> for the purposes of the podcast. Zing! <laughs> <laughs> we had had the Daleks in Series 1, Daleks Cybermen Series 2, yeah. Master in Series 3. Davros was the iconic classic foe who left to bring back, essentially. Yeah. Right? Mm. So we were all expecting it. So w- were you impressed by Davros this, this time around? Is this the first Davros in New Who? Yes. Mm. And there was a big fanfare, and people pretty much knew that he was going to appear because they let things like this slip. Like we know the master, John Sim, is coming back later in series 10. (gasps) What? (laughs) Well, two of us knew. (laughs) Sorry. He appeared at the end of the, in the, coming up later this series. Capaldi has a regeneration scene, although we know from this episode that means nothing. Um, Do you want uh, another spoiler? about the regeneration scene sorry yeah wait okay wait 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 wait, wait. what the other time you had a point to make about Davros what was it well my point was this had been long awaited back then and what did we think of him now sort of slowly edging towards the edge of the shadow and then sort of taking over the doctor's screen did we think it was a good reintroduction for this iconic villain he doesn't look that scary does he no he doesn't but he looks very authentic I mean the the hand or glove notwithstanding he looks very much the part. So can I ask a question for you guys, especially in this part of the world, with Doctor Who having permeated so much of, like, British culture? Yeah. 
did you already know what Davros looked like? Like, were you already familiar with Davros? I don't think I was. I think that was the first time. I think I'd heard the name Davros, but okay. not actually ever seen. So him. when can you remember how you felt? I think I was quite excited, actually. I think that was like, oh, wow, Dav- like, this Davros. Like, Davros. This yeah. is the Davros. Because right. we've, ha- we've had Daleks before. Yeah. Um, and Daleks surely you already recognised yeah, from and, before, right? Yeah, Daleks are very recognisable. Yeah. And then there was always the thing about like, oh, you just run upstairs and you're away from the Daleks. And then they make yeah. them fly and that was like, oh, wow. But um, yeah, I think Davros was was brand new. And it was like, oh my God, like this is the creator. This is something yeah. more. This is an intelligent. Because Daleks aren't intelligent. They just shoot and destroy. Much, yeah, and, they're just hatred, right? Yeah. Um, so actually the, the thought of somebody creating that hate is like, I just want all of the living beings to be destroyed and I'm going to create an army that does nothing but what I tell it to do. Yeah. That's quite a terrifying concept. I agree. Yeah. I mean, perhaps this episode, he wasn't particularly scary because he's not a physical threat. Yeah. But he is the source of almost limitless malevolence. Mm. And I thought some of that managed to come across in this episode. And they've, in at the beginning of series nine, where they have that double header. And, yeah. And he pretends to cry. I love that because he was he was utterly manipulative mm. of the doctor and I really thought oh, that it's was amazing oh and the whole the flashback of the child and everything oh, oh yeah oh, the so hand okay. mines oh <laughs> they've done better since but yeah I thought it was okay this time around. I They couldn't give him all the screen time, but they did slow the episode down at the appropriate point and let the Doctor look pretty fucking... Because he did look pretty fucking... He was incredibly... Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. That was yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what does Donna say to him? She's she's very comforting at that moment. Oh, no. I, that's that's the one Donna moment that I really hate. Oh, really? Yeah. It's such bullshit. I mean, okay. <laughs> wait, first off, the Davros identity and backstory is largely established by the Doctor in mm. that scene because he's like, but I killed you and I watched or I watched yeah. you die or something and then he just drops all these references that I don't recognize myself but that I assume uh, harken back to classic who and that actually have a have a place in the canon right yeah. and it just means like oh well wait hang on if the doctor says this that lends credence to it I'm gonna buy into this that's yeah. great yeah clearly he has encountered Davros before and Davros is a creature of well I don't know some merits whatever but a formidable foe but they are having a Skype conversation it's not like Donna's invisible and in all audible to the Daleks and to Davros and she just pokes her fucking face into frame and goes like it's okay we're in the t- we're in the TARDIS we're safe here <laughs> shut up Donna <laughs> I'm trying to look like a badass in front of Davros <laughs> like, <laughs> right I mean, like, no what <laughs> also also can you think of anyone who's just transported randomly into the TARDIS with no problems at all Ooh. maybe dressed up for her wedding therefore the whole Nobody can get in the TARDIS thing. Yeah. We're in an Just utterly impenetrable box, which oh. I arrived in randomly one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Hmm. <laughs> he, he still uses the whole you're safe in the TARDIS, no one can get in, though, like, to this day. And it's like, well, you know, that's not memory. true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, maybe only good people get in. Mm. Important people. People with Huon particles. <laughs> but even then, they're not safe. I mean, the last time she was transported into the TARDIS, she dematerialized and was uploaded into a goddamn computer. Yes! True. Yeah. So it's happened to her twice. Yeah. One in, one out. She should not trust <laughs> the TARDIS. It's like a club. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I wanted to touch upon the regeneration again. Oh, yes, sorry, um, of course. I, I just, I couldn't put myself nine years ago, I couldn't quite remember if there was any kind of hinting about it being his last series, and therefore whether we knew there was a regeneration coming, or whether it was out of the blue, and... I think after and like, any doctor's been in the role two years, yeah. the rumour mill starts. Exactly, and, did you, and do you believe it? Do you think, holy shit, this is his last episode, and we're going to get a new doctor for the finale? I think I believed it, I think that was, like, I've never seen, you've never seen a regeneration before that didn't yeah. finish i think i must have believed it as well so also, yeah. when was this which year 2008 2008 oh i'd already left sweden at that point because i was gonna say in sweden we didn't know anything about this and when the the series started it was just like well fuck it whatever's on tv i'm gonna watch it yeah. <laughs> like, i don't know no Not one's telling me sweden. no one tells me anything yeah. it just snows and we have bears <laughs> but, but the uh, i should have gone with moose but oh. the um saunas <laughs> that's finland <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry. It's okay, I'm huffing. The, the, um, <laughs> yeah, but now, I mean, even now, not having watched the next episode, mm. I am on the edge of my seat, because yeah. I know that he does survive for, like, Easter and Christmas and New Year specials or whatever. Yeah. But, it, holy smokes, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know I, how. The only thing that it makes me think is that if anyone really screwed with the whole myth of the regeneration, mm. it was Tenant, because in his very first episode, they chucked off his hand. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, regeneration energy. <laughs> you hand. I'm going to use this for my engine. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. No, that's not cool, Dan. Yeah. And now he's regenerating, but we're still going to see him and in the desert. Rose do something with regeneration and like get all the energy of the TARDIS. Yes, bad wolf. She did. Yeah, she yeah. did that. Donna's about to do that. Oh, spoilers. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I think this <laughs> nice is just save. what she might not. <laughs> I think this is just what showrunners feel is their right to do when they come to the end of their run. Because yeah. I, I think Moffat is going to do something this year. Something oh, really? freaky mm. to do with regeneration. I wouldn't be surprised. He's hinted heavily at something that will quote melt your brains oh really and people are speculating wildly about what that might mean mm. and it yeah. might be nothing it's definitely not going to be straightforward and certainly not so straightforward as to show us the regeneration scene after the very first episode of season 10 no no it's definitely going to be something wibbly wobbly yeah yeah oh i don't know if he's going to turn into john sim <laughs> <laughs> no i'm sure not that could that would be pretty awesome yeah I mean we'd have another white guy well, but yes that would be awesome yeah. oh my god and then it could be John Sim Doctor versus uh, the mistress <gasps> Missy Missy mm. wouldn't that yeah. be kind of there'd cool? be lots of cupping each other's faces <laughs> and <God>. charged eroticism <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have one last question. Yeah, I got it. Last question for me. Because you have, you have criticised, <laughs> maybe once or twice, yeah. and Dawn, for oh, being yes. non-stop action all the way through. This yeah. was as close as a TV episode as you get to that. Yeah, that's true. Was it like that for you in any way, or was it bad? Well, you're asking me specifically. Because you're the only because one who's of, listened to Wirrandorn. Because and Dawn. of Dawn. Well, first off, let me just say, I feel really bad for the terrible rating I gave and Dawn, because it was not great, but it wasn't that bad. But, yeah, you're right. This was maybe a little bit too much action. But because they incorporated stuff like Torchwood, which is a much more grown-up and action-y show, it seemed very justified. Like, it was fine, you know? Okay. I liked it. Also, it, it's building up to the crescendo. So you have to tear everything down. All of reality. Exactly. So that they can then build everything back up again for the for Act 3. You know? Yeah. Is this a two-act play? Is this a three-act play? This is a two-act play, I isn't it? I think two. The ho this whole episode was just Act 1. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We're approaching the goddess moment. Is we going to ratings? Let's! <laughs> <laughs>
And now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey la 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 la. Ratings. I'm just gonna talk a bit for, for a bit about okay. my score because the only like. <laughs> hang on. Are we now are we now rating or pre-rating or what's going on? This is a, this is a pre-rating. Are we, are this is this? because you said we were doing really well. You fucking jinxed us. Sorry. I just on the car on the way over. I was sort of thinking about a score, and I was just like, I was so angry. I was furious with the ho- with rose basically yeah she bothered me so much in this episode and then fucking i was rose. like fucking rose but <laughs> I, f- I was like i'm sure there are good bits i'm sure that the guys will come up with some good bits and they'll swing me around and i'll yeah. feel better about it and I- and now we've talked about it for an hour and i still don't i still don't have you don't feel that much better about rate- it no i just don't know what i just don't know what to do i don't really know what just to do either somewhere in the middle okay so tell you what how about this if i i'm just looking at the turn left page yeah. On hoopack1.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you should check it out. <laughs> and you gave turn left. Wait, hang on. First of all, is this, is this better, better or worse? Is this better or worse just to make it that rudimentary? Is I it better don't know. or worse? Is it more rewatchable or less rewatchable than turn left? Would you rather watch this again right now or would you rather watch turn left as a single episode? I think probably turn left. Really? So you gave turn left 3.6. Yeah. So I have to give this less. Well, I don't know. Or do you, do you <laughs> have to? Do you feel that? I mean, by that rationale, it seems like you should. You know what? The number that was in my my head but it's really low and now and now i don't know whether i've done anything to credit it we haven't said anything to credit it being this low and yeah. i'm and i'm aware that my scores are often quite low but it's i always say this it's not if i give something like a one point something it's still on a scale of doctor who it's still saying that it's like it's a great tv show yeah but it's like the worst of the range it's not like i'm comparing sure. it to like even as like a 0.1 it, yeah. on our scale is still better than most tv yeah exactly yeah. exactly so that yeah so i think the number floating around in my head was like 2.8 2.8 is a that's a that, holy smokes that's exactly <gasps> what smokes! drew gave i think whoa <laughs> <laughs> wow oh okay all right cool yeah. um wow two so point, i'm sticking with it so you're sticking 2. to 2.8 8. yeah okay it. uh drew do you want to go ahead okay i'll go ahead my review starts what the fuck can you say after that lot which you have exemplified <laughs> brilliantly <laughs> I spent most of the time convinced I hadn't seen this episode in 2008, but then once Doc started sprinting down the road towards Rose, no. I was like, oh, it's all coming back. But when you have an episode this bombastic, what can you possibly remember? There's not much depth to it, but RTD's ambition to provide the ultimate Doctor Who spectacle is undeniable. This is something he couldn't have done in Series 1. It's something he tried to do in Series 2 and couldn't. Actually, a couple of wobbly CGI shots aside, this is... BBC punching at the top of its weight, the top of its budget, and it's really impressive in that way. It is full on, apart from three scenes, there was too much exterminate, too many choirs of doom, but the Doc and Davros together again supplied a bit of a tingle, but Rose needs to simpalesce while holding ordnance the size of a stolen planet, 2.9. Wow. Okay. Over to you. Well, how do I follow that? <laughs> okay, I'm going to go a little bit higher than both of you. For the record, uh, both Drew and I gave Turn Left 4.3. Very high scores. I agree, this is nowhere near as good. But I don't want to make the same mistake that I made with the last classic, which was uh, the first appearance of the Master. And I didn't take that into account uh, in my rating. I first gave that a 2.0. And then after reading all the listener minis, I realized, fuck, I didn't even consider the fact that we get the, the first appearance of a, a, a new... 
like a new foe yeah. in classic times. So I retconned myself and I bumped myself up to a three point zero. Whole extra sonic bonus. Uh, not just because of the master, because of lots of things. But the master was a huge component there. Peer and pressure. Uh, yeah, absolutely peer pressure. <laughs> it, love me, podcast land. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> and in this case, it's sort of the reverse. And I really feel like that deserves some pomp and circumstance. And I don't remember exactly how I felt when this aired. But I bet that I recognize Davros because I remember Davros from, from when I was a child. Mm. And that will have meant shit tons for me then. And it still means shit tons for me now. So as a consequence, that already bumps up the score. I loved it. I find this highly rewatchable. And the fact that I'm on the edge of my seat and I cannot wait to see the conclusion of it mm. means I have to give this a three point one. <laughs> That's not much higher. Not much higher. No. no. But I, w- I was originally going to give this like a two point something. Uh, Listener minis? Yeah. Yeah, what did Podcast Land think? Listener minis. So we have three Listener minis. The first one comes from... Matt from Manchester. Hello, Matt. Hi, Matt. So, I'm just going to start reading. First off, a retraction for my comments about Donna being blissfully absent from Midnight. I do like Donna a lot. Her pairing with Ten is easily the best Doctor Companion dynamic Tennant has on screen, and it gets better still on their recent Big Finish audios. Hint, hint, hint. Hey. (laughs) Honkin. JD. At her worst, she's deliberately grating, but at her best, she's lovely and very well performed by an underrated Catherine Tate. Anyway, Stolen Earth. After name-checking the two spin-off series in the previous episode, we now get Torchwood, Sarah Jane, and all of RTD's companions on screen in the same ep. Call me melodramatic, but at the time, this was like the Avengers assembling on screen four mm. years early. The jam and string. <laughs> jam and string! <laughs> the jam and string! Wait, oh my god, this is the first... Wait, seriously. Uh, oh, uh, dude, my step. Matt, uh, high-fiving you across the ether. This is a... Uh, congratulations first person officially to uh, reference jam and string outside of this podcast (laughs) can we just all clink glasses uh, in honor of uh, jam and string (laughs) (laughs) sorry carry on marie okay (laughs) (laughs) the jam and string is all converging with excellent effect spoiler alert the payoff is slightly fumbled (gasps) next week but the setup here is superb spoilers Jadoon! Davros! Exterminieren! <laughs> Exterminieren! Big sci-fi guns! Unit! The val- Valiant? Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about uh, the Avengers aircraft. Uh, yeah, yeah whatever. It's, it's destroyed in a few seconds. Yeah. Oh, well. Thank goodness. The Valiant. Good riddance. Ah! Even though cell phone footage had been on YouTube for months beforehand showing Tennant being shot by a Dalek... The surprise regeneration was still thrilling and quite possibly marked the last time that Doctor Who was actually water cooler conversation material as people spent mm. the next seven days wondering what the hell was going on. Mm. Had Tennant's era actually ended here, it would have been a hell of a statement and a tremendous achievement. Pity we have to limp through the 2010 specials instead. And he gives it a... 4.0! <laughs> and then there's a PS. Can somebody else pronounce that? Baka daza baka Maho! How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) You're a married man, Drew. (laughs) I didn't like the doctor talking Jadoon. Why didn't the TARDIS translate again? Oh, good point. Wait, no, no, no. What do you mean, cuz? Cuz what? No, that's a super good question. No, I was going to say because it didn't in Smith and Jones, but presumably the TARDIS wasn't in the hospital. No, the TARDIS was on Earth and the Jadoon were on the moon. So cuz nothing. Cuz retracted. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Matt, awesome mini. Thank you so much for sending that in. Matt 
from Manchester. Woo! Woo, woo. Next up, we have the first ever review from Michael Ridgway. Who is someone who I know. No way. And I am utterly thrilled. Thank you for sending this in, Michael. Here is this 250-ish word review for The Stolen Earth. A brilliant Dalek story. It had everything. Explosions, Daleks, crazy loony Dalek Khan. More of him, please. A truckload of companion returns, Torchwood, and Davros. Davros is wonderfully chilling. Having waited 16 years for his return, I was initially disappointed that original Davros actor Terry Malloy didn't reprise the role. See this Michael Ridgway, he knows his shit. He does. (laughs) But Julian Bleach is suitably creepy, yet bonkers, and seriously underused in the recent Capaldi adventure. Grr. That's the one I was just bigging up. Wait, this is the same dude? They're using the same actor? That's amazing. That's nice. The Doctor's look of terror when they Skype is brilliant. That was the word we were trying to find. We just went, (laughs) fucking... That was it. It was a look of terror. That was the word. Read Davros's timeline. Davros has a metal hand. Oh, great. We're going to look stupid now. (gasps) Oh, here we go. Indicating this story takes place after his hand got shot off in brilliant Sixth Doctor adventure, Revelation of the Daleks. Ah. Uh, however, nice. however, okay. in Davros's last TV appearance, Remembrance of the Daleks, my first and favourite ever story, he was only a wired-up, disembodied head in a beast Dalek casing. This was due to being chainsawed up by Absalom Dark, Dalek killer in the comics. Oh, no way! Who we had talked we about? We encountered Absalom Dark! Wow! Oh. So either Russell T ignored his final classic appearance, or this story takes place earlier in Davros's timeline. Dot, dot, dot. <gasps> Also, could this be the last appearance of a milkman in a contemporary Who setting, given that he now exists? <laughs> Thank you for your show. It makes me smile. Though I'm going to get really upset when you start trashing the McCoy era. Oh, Don't worry about it, Michael. You're, you're welcome for our show, and thank you for your mini. That was awesome. So erudite. Holy smokeroonies and cheesecakes. First of many, we all hope. Michael, officially our first listener in Pakistan. Woo! Yeah, Michael. <laughs> Michael. And we think there may be a third mini coming to us through the ether. Uh, which I will be future punkening here. Bing bong, future punkin' here. That's right, we got one more listener mini. This one comes from Tracy from America. Hello, Tracy. Tracy goes, Hey guys, past Tracy here. Hello, past Tracy. I'm future punkin'. Heard you got some other reviews so I can relax and make this short. Once again, I didn't remember this episode, and once again, it was because I didn't like it very much. There's an awful lot of fan service for the spin-offs. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure it was very exciting for the people who have watched those. I did get very excited when Rose and the Doctor finally end up in the same universe, on the same street, running towards each other. So romantic, so fantastical. So why did the writer have to ruin it by getting the Doc shot by a Dalek? Ugh, whatever. Rating, maybe half a banana. (laughs) I think I probably agree with your rating, but then again, I'm a huge fan of bananas. Why did the Doctor get shot? Because, because it's an awesome cliffhanger. Uh, But yeah, I I see what you're saying. Tons and tons of uh, fan service. Thank you very much for sending that in. Ladies and gents, you can follow Tracy on the tweets. High five her and tell her hi from us. She is at Yekatnyatnuf. That's Fountain Tracy. Backwards. Okie dokie, let's get back to the show. Cha chow. Oh wow, wasn't that great? So much fun. <laughs> That's Trixie from America. <laughs> Is that it? I think that might just be it. Next up, we will be uh, most likely dropping a classic review. It will be of The Mind of Evil. The next new review that we will be dropping will be of. Journeys and. That's right! <laughs> 
<laughs> and sometime in the future, there will be an audio book review. Oh, of, really? An audio who review of the cannibalists. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Any day now. Until the next time, people can uh, follow you on Twitter, I believe, Drew. Yes, I'm still there. They haven't barred me yet. Drew I, back when? Drew back when? Uh, Marie, you are not on the I'm social still media. avoiding all social media. Uh, well done. Good right. for you. <laughs> but as but, I said last week, she's 158 boob road. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounded like you said 158 boob road. <laughs> yeah, that's where I live. Yeah. That's where I live. Boob road. Boob road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a boob road, isn't there? Someone's going to get junk mail. If you like, you can send any manner of questions or comments or both to Marie at whobackwhen at gmail.com. Please do. Please do. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter as well. I am at Punkin. You know how to spell that. Thank you so much for listening, ladies and gents. Be rad and excellent. Until the next time, rock on and cha ciao. Bye. <laughs> we did it! Woo! We did it! <laughs> Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. Don't have any friends? No problemo. Tell some strangers. Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you on Google Plus? Find us on Google Plus. That's plus who back when. And when you do, tell us why you're on Google Plus. Who back when just got its very own Twitter account? No lie, so give us a follow. You guessed it, that's ad who back when, all in one word. Check us out on SoundCloud, vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher, and head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can leave a comment, submit a review of your own, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. Not only would it make us super chuffed, and it really, really would, but as thanks, we will transmigrate your iTunes nom de plume into the credit list of trailers for fake Doctor Who audiobooks produced by Who Back When. Have a poke around our bonus episodes to make more sense of that. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next classic Who Review, New Who Review, or, still funny, Audio Who Review. Cha-chow. Who back when?